0: Be open in darkness, heavy silence. The room, or cave, or whatever it is, is uncomfortably hot. The air is stagnant. The singular heartbeat builds in, louder and louder. The door swings open and light pours in. The darkness, practically shrieking in pain, retreats into the corners of the small, shabby room and under the furniture, a moment's hesitation. A single drop of sweat falls from her forehead. The person standing in the doorway clears his throat. Clarence, are you in here? No. You sure? Yeah, I'm not here. You should check, uh, the receiver array. It got blown up. Maybe Smiler's headquarters? Blown up too. Oh, right. They probably got blown up then. You sure? I already said I was sure. At least until those geese leave. Wait, you scared of the geese? Ain't you supposed to be the great bird puncher? Well, yeah, and
1: they know. They keep biting me. They're out for blood and they won't leave me alone.
0: This is Pod Against the Machine. Pod Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play podcast with those weird, weird tickling feelings. I'm your host, and here's everybody.
2: Folks at legal are concerned.
1: Samson. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Hello.
1: Uh, HR would like to have a word with you. Yikes.
0: Yeah, the folks in legal told me not to go through with that one, but I'm a rebel. Uh, All the alternatives Mm
1: -hmm. were worse. Part against the machine, (laughs) constantly on the edge of propriety.
0: (laughs) We're a family podcast. Mm -hmm. Ghost tickling. Last time on the program, we met some ghosts that thought that you were heading in the wrong direction. They shouted menacing things at you, like, run away, and there's no escape, and it's out of control. And you walked right by them. Like, they weren't a bunch of scary, scary ghosts telling you not to go the way you were going. Yeah, you went anyways and found a ruined spaceship that was busted wide open. Looked like it hadn't been disturbed in ages. It was very cold inside, uh, but you headed in anyways and explored. Found a melted engine, a Rube Goldberg space bidet. You found a couple skeletons, a couple people sleeping peacefully in glass pods. And then, um, Kira just wanted to take a quick peek in that room to the north, and found it was full of ghosts that were throwing bombs. Literally. And they also did say word to your moms. But, you know, it was a frustrating little fight. They were pretty hard to hit on account of their natural invisibility, but they um, weren't actually all that tough other than the bomb throwing. And uh, that's where we are. The ghosts have been dissipated, and all the rubble has fallen to the floor.
1: Do we have any like firewood we can cut up with the remaining battery charge on this? It's like a minute, right?
2: It's an hour. Oh yeah. I I, I thought it was, yeah. So we have like, what, 59 minutes of chainsaw left that I feel like we need to.
1: Totally. Yeah, that's, that's enough to turn a stump into a bear. I'm sure there's gotta be a YouTube <laughs> video
3: of it. That could be your new.
2: Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. It would be a unicorn, but yeah.
3: I mean, at this point, it would just be a waste of fuel to not immediately go and break those two uh, coffins open and I mean, fight those things <laughs> while the tank goes yeah, Just stored. dragging it back and <laughs> forth across we're the... Break <laughs> down
2: that bidet, all of this stuff.
1: So, Sam, I think we're going to search the room.
0: Okay, well...
1: We'll
4: boop the uh, wand on Vargas and Kira while the room searching continues.
0: Sifting through the rubble in this room that was very recently floating, you find two more of those concussion grenades, 43 silver discs, what you recognize as three charges of Silex, Uh, you find a strange bright red plastic cylinder, you find another emergency beacon, looks time-worn, and um, a big time-worn-looking gun with a big barrel like you could put giant bullets or something else in it.
4: Like a grenade launcher?
0: Maybe, if you want to roll engineering.
4: So badly. Also, yeah, eight charges off the wand. strolled rolled garbage, but they're both, they're both full now.
0: And there's also a two-foot-long egg-shaped device with a button on it. So what do we got on those engineering rolls?
1: Uh, five for an 18 for Bricksby.
4: Not so hot. Uh, 16 on the gun, 22 on the egg.
0: I would say that gun you're, you're not super sure about. I mean, it looks like a grenade will fit in there. It also looks time-worn and a little bit dangerous. Uh, the egg uh, is an emergency shelter. When activated with a mm-hmm. push of the button via standard action... The shelter rapidly unfolds and inflates itself into a ten-foot radius hut, capable of providing shelter for up to six medium creatures. This process takes about one minute to complete. The shelter includes pneumatic spike anchors that can attach it to ground cover as long as the hardness of the ground is eight or less. It has windows, allowing those inside to see outside. The interior contains several fluorescent lights and the shelter can withstand winds of up to 120 miles per hour when staked to the ground provides excellent insulation for those inside maintaining a temperature between 50 and 80 degrees fahrenheit weird that they use fahrenheit in galarian there's a heater air scrubber set into the floor near the entrance that you can use to control temperature and purify any noxious external air into breathable air the hut has fire resistance cold resistance acid resistance and hardness eight doesn't float. The door is self-sealing, allowing anyone inside an emergency shelter to live in inhospitable conditions with ease for as long as the power holds out.
2: Lined with goo tubes.
1: Can we replace the batteries in this thing?
0: Uh, this one is time worn, so no. Okay. It uses one charge over the course of eight hours.
1: Brixby's gonna look down at that big old gun. Then he's gonna reach into his scroll pouch and, uh, He's going to pull out something that he got from Connor, I believe, initially, and unfurl it and begin to read the words and then point at the gun. I am casting Technomancy, which, let's see, functions as a tech magic, except it detects the presence of technological objects instead of magical objects, grants you the technologist's feat for determining a knowledge engineering check. In your possession, if you possess the feat, you get a plus two or plus 10 bonus on knowledge engineering checks to identify item properties. I guess before I cast it, will that do anything? Or because both of us missed our knowledge engineering, are we just SOL until the next level?
0: I mean, you could use that to roll another check, I guess.
1: Yeah, I would. I'm going to use the disposable because meta, I, I have an idea of what this is, I think, based off of what Jeff said. All right, I roll a 10 for a
5: 33.
0: Yeah, with a 33, you are looking at a time-worn grenade launcher. A grenade launcher is a two-handed firearm. It's a bulky weapon that can fire any grenade a great distance. Grenades propelled by the launcher can be set to detonate upon impact or at the start of the wielder's next turn. The grenade launcher requires charges to fire, but unless the weapon is also loaded with a grenade, any charges that are consumed are wasted. The launcher can hold up to five grenades at a time. Loading a grenade into the launcher requires a move action. It is a slow-firing weapon, so it is a full round to shoot a grenade with the grenade launcher, but you can pop five bad boys in there, and it has 14 charges left.
5: Hmm. Amazing. Yeah, so, uh, all those grenades we've been finding, this is, uh... Finally something to
3: do with them. So
1: Asher, who I imagine has like a bandolier bedecked
3: with grenades at this point. <laughs> yeah, Vargas is actually gonna give the two grenades he's holding back to Asher now. <laughs> Same. He's
2: eagerly diggling through her pockets like put this one in there.
1: Uh, you have a zero grenade from me.
4: <laughs> okay. I'll add it to the four I already had. Excellent.
1: Yeah, well that's that's enough to fill a clip.
4: Still have that Dope Plasma and Inferno grenade. Uh, I look forward to launching it into Hellion's digital mouth.
1: I am so glad we went here. <laughs> oh, man. And how many Silex?
0: Uh, three Silex. And the other technological item, the red plastic cylinder that is six inches wide and two feet long, is an emergency raft. Whoa. When activated, it rapidly inflates into a tough little boat. It's about ten feet long, four feet wide, and two feet deep can hold four medium creatures. It comes with two pairs of collapsible, dense plastic oars to row with. The raft can be commanded to compact back into its portable shape at the touch of a button, as long as no foreign objects or creatures remain inside.
1: Uh, does it consume charges?
0: It um, takes a charge to unfold and a charge to pack itself back up.
1: And it isn't time-worn, though?
0: It is also time-worn, <sighs> so it has three charges so you can unpack it, pack it up again and then unpack it a second time and then it will remain a boat forever.
2: Are we able to forego those charges and risk, you know, being not friends with each other forever and just building the raft ourselves? (laughs) Okay, so no.
4: Yeah, does it have the little like plastic seal that we can pop out and just slowly inflate? and roll fortitude saves but like save the charge
0: to get a headache no i don't think so
1: so the everything that we basically found was time learn the shelter the
0: raft and the
1: gun okay cool cool cool
0: and the emergency beacon which i uh, think you have one before
1: yeah
3: we do yeah we have an emergency beacon mm-hmm. so
1: far yeah we haven't really even thought to use that because we haven't had any trouble being found in fact, that's led to many of the issues that we've had, so. Uh,
2: yeah, all of this information we're exchanging, you have to yell over the sound of the chainsaw.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, when someone edits this episode, please have the chainsaw noise running in the background of the entire ep. <laughs> the entire time. I'm
0: just going to ru- record a loop of my chainsaw running. Um as close as possible to the microphone without
2: damaging the microphone. the microphone. Great, if you could drop that yeah. in the Google Drive, just so we all have access to chainsaw sounds.
4: Yeah, <laughs> definitely operate it indoors next to electronics. <laughs> That's what's
1: recommended in the manual.
0: In a basement, a poorly ventilated basement.
1: <laughs> so speaking of poorly ventilated, we're gonna head back into the the room of 2B skeletons, I imagine, right? All right, 2B skeleton friends.
0: They're still chilling.
1: Uh,
5: My office still stands. If you guys want to go through, I can um, sort of back in, keeping an eye on the room. Sounds fine by me.
4: Asher will remove his hat because he doesn't want it to get bent out of shape. And just kind of like hold it kind of sideways so that when he crawls through, he doesn't, you know, damage the hat. It's already gone through enough.
3: Do the paparazzi on the other side take uh, a photo? What does everybody else see when you take your hat off? <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah.
1: <laughs> you see, uh,
3: wax paper.
4: Smaller hat. Yeah, no. You see the
0: <laughs> wax paper and nacho cheese.
4: There's the the sign of of nacho residue Just around
2: the edges <laughs> from
4: in <laughs> his hair. The hat is clean because of the wax paper, but uh, no. Uh, you see dark hair. That's all. Uh, and uh, also a halo and horns confusing you. What is he? No, uh, and then he'll he'll kind of shimmy on through to the other side.
0: And it sort of goes into a small, partially collapsed, like antechamber. There's the first closed door you've encountered at the end of this room.
1: Ooh, assuming I'll just wiggle through without incident. Closed door sounds like a. Job for all fail my perception check most likely. That's a spirit. Alright. If this is high tech or mechanical, then it is a twenty-four, otherwise it is a twenty-three.
0: Um well with a twenty-three or twenty-four for high tech and mechanical, you see that this is a Glaucite door that is normally powered, it is currently un not powered, unpowered, depowered. It seems like this door, you're either going to have to like do a disabled device to um, mess with the mechanism to open it, or you're going to have to smash it open. All
1: right, uh, let's try uh, finesse before smashies, as they say. Yep. Um, That's only a 19 on my first attempt.
5: No, 19 doesn't seem like it's going to do it.
1: Right, right. Just give me
5: one, two more times, and then, then you can get
1: at it with the just imagine every time i fail kira just moves the chainsaw closer to his ear (laughs) so you can all right and uh with the motivation of that he rolls an 18 for a 30
0: uh with a 30 brixby manages to trigger some kind of fail safe inside the doorway and the door pops free and can be slid freely
5: all right the door is open um now normally go through first but big stuff i think you're uniquely qualified to be the first terrifying thing that emerges from the other side
2: so uh yeah she'll turn and just kind of shimmy excuse me excuse me excuse me, <laughs> just, me and has the chainsaw <laughs> just above her head <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, these
1: Van Goghs Vargas on the way by. <laughs> just, ah! but, oh, I am so
2: sorry about your ear. We'll fix that later. The ceilings are only seven
0: yeah.
1: feet high, so that's rough.
0: <laughs>
2: just a giant, like, two-inch rift in the ceiling.
1: <laughs> just following us everywhere we go. <laughs> just this.
2: You have to stage whisper over the sound of the chainsaw. No one can hear us. It's going to be fine. <laughs> They might follow that trail of ruined ceiling, though.
0: <laughs> with stealth totally out the window, um, as the door pops free, it's like you've broken, like, a vacuum seal, and a burst of stale, foul-smelling air flies out of the chamber as you open the door. And the room beyond is a massive black window that's spiderwebbed with hundreds of cracks all across the western wall of the chamber, which is half buried under rubble and twisted metal. Curved consoles of strange controls line the walls, and three chairs made of unidentifiable off white material face them. A figure, dressed in red fabric of an unusually fine weave, sits slumped over the console in the westernmost chair.
4: Detect evil on the creature?
0: Yeah, evil.
4: Oh no. Whatever that creature is. It is evil. Best not approach with a merely inquisitive eye, but prepare to have to face it in combat. I didn't say it earlier, so we'll say it now. Asher wouldn't have just been dragging along the cable untethered from his <laughs> Uh He would have taken time to reattach it.
1: Uh, and, oh, this room is so tiny. I was just trying to quickly see how big this room was to visualize, but it's very small. It's a very small room. Guess I will just comfort swarm into Asher's square so I can look inside.
0: <laughs> it's all kind of difficult terrain on that more than half of the room just because there's chairs taking up the space, and then
2: shimmy on over to that chair space.
4: Asher will encourage Brixby to comfort join him as he shimmies into the other unoccupied chair space, and will roll on knowledge engineering. Any way we can find some power source for this bad boy?
0: Well, as you're walking into this room and sort of bringing a, a gust of fresh air with you, the mummified body sitting in that westernmost chair, it's like when the, just the pressure of the air hitting it, it slumps over and just crumbles and a puff of dust comes out. And as this happens, all of you see, just like, flashes of screaming and explosions and fire. A sudden feeling like the ground has dropped out from under you and you're falling. You're falling, there's alarms blasting all around you and it's just a mad panic. And it feels like gravity is broken. It feels like you can't tell which way is up, which way is down. And when your senses return to you, I'm going to need each person to make a will save.
1: Even Kingsley? Ooh. Is it a speller spellic spell like spell ability?
0: It is not.
2: Fear, emotion, something, something? Mm. Same effect?
0: Um, it is emotion. Cool. Okay, so what did uh, Brixby get?
1: Seven for a 12, seven for
0: a 12. Uh, you fall prone as gravity just doesn't <laughs> make sense to you. And you were staggered for one round as you feel like gravity doesn't make sense and you have just crashed to the ground, falling from impossible heights. How about Vargas? Uh,
3: Vargas got a 10 for a 16.
0: Vargas, you are okay. You managed to regain your composure. How about Asher?
4: Asher rolled the age of Mimi and Rent. That's a 19 total
0: asher is okay as well as he manages to shake off this this vision of madness and maintain his feet how about kira
2: it's a 23 total
0: all right kira is good as well you know it happens so all the time
1: Brixby's the only one who just falls like someone's <laughs> aunt trying an oculus rift for the first time are you kidding?
0: <laughs> it's yeah. just brigsby is the only one who falls to the ground <laughs> so maybe he's the only one who doesn't realize that there is a seething vortex of shadows and crimson dust coalescing into a vaguely humanoid shape with long, thin fingers that wisp away into smoke, floating where the dead body once had been. I'm going to need everyone to roll for initiative. Um, Alright, what did Kira get for initiative? Dirty, twenty. Alright, nice and fast. How about Brixby?
1: Takes to an 11 for an 18.
0: All right, lying on the ground, but decent initiative. How about Asher?
4: Oh, boy. Uh, three on the dice for a seven.
0: Ooh, looking kind of slow. Yeah. And how about Vargas?
3: Uh, Vargas got a 13 on the die for a 15.
0: All right, Kira, you're up first. There is a weird floating dark shape in the air right in front of you. It seems like a friend.
2: <laughs> um, it looks like a friend. That is what Sam said. But Sam often says things to confuse and lie to us. So that is unlikely. Uh, gosh. Gosh, it feels like a waste of a turn to not do anything.
1: You could always delay.
2: Oh, that's a good idea. Yes, way to go. Way to go, team. Let's do that. I'll um, delay until... You know, until it does something murdery.
1: Or at least until after my <laughs> Until turn. someone else is already <laughs> attacked,
2: right? All
0: right. That'll be Brixby next. You are staggered and prone.
1: Indeed. And you know what I'm not going to use that action to do? Stand up. What I am going to use that action to do is crush a little coffee bean. Because my boys is hasted.
2: Yay.
1: Y'all are hasted. So apply haste. It's the only reason I really wanted you to delay. Fair. Mean. That is my only standard action. (laughs) There's still time for free actions, though. Uh, yeah, I guess I mule softly on the floor, going. (laughs) "Ah, It's all coming.
2: (laughs) Uh, which I think Kira will infer as the haste has come up. Brixby is uh, muling softly on the floor. It's like that's probably a good enough indicator. Go ahead and attack.
1: Oh, I'm the worst wizard. Wait, is my round actually, oh, my round's actually over. I should've rolled knowledge. What am I doing?
0: You could roll knowledge. Nothing has happened since your turn.
1: Oh, you're such a kind GM. For everyone at home, I'm stupider than the rat I play on the internet or paraphrasing mm-hmm. whatever Skid says. As a, no, maybe not. Maybe the rat's stupider than me because he rolled a two for a 12. <laughs> Honest knowledge of religion. You
0: don't know what this fella is.
1: It's a dust devil just seems
0: like a, it's a floaty-do. Floaty-do. <laughs> do? Probably just another poltergeist.
2: Well, a floaty-do that has upset her good friend Brixby, so we'll take that as enough to just like, all right, got it. Um, Oh, that's also a two. Mmm, That hurts. That hurts. That's a 14 to hit. Does a 14 work?
0: Ah, uh, that is going to be a whifferoo.
2: Even, Even though he's flat footy Ooh, even with flat feet. (laughs) All right, well, we have two more chances, although not feeling... Oh, that's better. 25.
0: All right, 25 will hit.
2: Do I have to do the thing?
0: No, this one's not invisible. This one's very visible.
2: Okay, so that's just going to get my 3d6 back out. 25 points of smoosh.
0: All right, and that doesn't all go through because it is incorporeal, but it's a hit.
2: And then with my haste, I would like to roll one more time, please. Here's just, at this point, she's concerned about Rixby. Obviously, they're friends, but mostly is excited to be using this chainsaw. Incredibly haphazardly. Oh, okay. No, she's not. That's a three. Um, Eight is not going to, no. It's not going to do anything. All right. That's my turn. Ah, rage. Sorry.
1: He looks like a tasteful thing that you would get on, I don't know, like a throw pillow or a T-shirt at Spencer's Gifts.
2: Oh, goodness.
0: And with that, Vargas is up.
3: Vargas's player feels personally attacked because he's owned t-shirts from Spencer's gift with uh, super extra Grim Reapers on them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I currently own a t-shirt somewhere in my house with a Grim Reaper playing an electric guitar and a field of roses on it. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so (laughs) (laughs) sick. Vargas is going to... Step in, and then he is going to step again, getting completely in front of Asher and just ruining his entire day. Uh, Sorry about that. (laughs) And he's going to take a swing at uh, Purple Lightning Reaper Man. And on the die, that is an 18. 18 will not hit. Ooh, that's not
0: good. Actually, flat-footed. It will hit.
3: Seven points of magical bludgeoning. So three, I'm guessing, because he's a ghost. Indeed. Actually, can I do a, uh, before I end my turn, can I do a roll on him?
0: Go for it. Religione. Probably just a lich or something. Eighteen. With an eighteen, that is enough to identify this creature as a, a wraith, but not a normal wraith. Looks like some kind of advanced Wraith, but unfortunately it's not enough to get any questions. But on the plus side, if that's the end of your turn, you're about to learn some things about it. Are you ready?
5: Mm Mm-hmm.
4: You said it looked like a friend.
0: It looks like a friend, and it's reaching out in a very friendly way towards Kira, who just hit it with a chainsaw. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just like... (sighs) Um, That is 14 versus touch.
2: Um, no, no, that, I mean, yes, sorry. No, I'm not able to save against that. Yes, I have been struck down. Okay,
0: so here's the good news. The good news is that you're only taking four negative energy damage. No, it's not too bad. One point of con drain.
2: Oh, okay, I do recognize that. That's bad.
3: <laughs>
2: no. I've heard that one on the TV. <laughs> not not literally the TV.
3: Yeah, that's the bad one.
0: <laughs> Ash yourself now. So that's good. Oof.
4: The only one who could ever reach me was a purple grim reaper man. <laughs> and uh, we're going to kick things off with a knowledge reluge on mint chocolate crit do good things nope it's a natural one for a seven from your boy the paladin
0: probably still alive he seems like he's getting better
4: oh well in that case uh yeah Asher is going to... (laughs) Between... Oh boy, what a clean shot he has here. Does the chair look sturdy enough that if Asher stood on it, he wouldn't just fall on his bottom?
0: Well, it's a rolling chair.
4: He'll just try and stand up onto the console. He just wants to get a little bit better shot over the heads of his companions, even though he is... No matter what, Kyrus was one inch taller than either of them.
2: I'm going to stand <laughs> on a rolling chair. This is giving me <laughs> IRL anxiety. Osha.
1: Osha is just coming on in right now. <laughs>
0: Fantasy Osha coming out of nowhere. Oh no. But the ceilings in here are only seven oh, feet high, so you're not going to be able to get much clearance. There's definitely still going to be a cover.
4: Jiminy Christmas. Okay. Then yeah, he'll just... He'll just fire through his friends. Try and aim between the people. That's a 90-19 on that grapnel? Wish it was keen. But that's still a dirty 30 <laughs> against touch.
0: Yeah, that'll hit. Weirdly.
4: Weirdly, indeed. Uh, forgot to do an important thing. Real bummer. It's alright. First time playing a game. Uh, that is going to be... Nine points of damage, so half. It'll be four BB.
0: It still does damage to the thing. It's taking shots.
4: Yeah, yeah. So in the next turn, when I take the entire turn to load this thing, I'm really taking advantage of haste. It's, it's fantastic. I should just be swinging the free and plus one light hammer three times. Anyway, <laughs>
1: end of turn. All
0: right, uh, Brixby.
1: All right, cool. So I am going to stand up with um, equivalent action there. And then the heck, let's just level that scorching ray wand. See if an old shooty do. Cool. 12 against touch. Uh, nope. All right. So uh, that's my turn. Makes me just screams. Assume that's There's a lot of screaming going on, I assume.
0: It's just uh, all screaming all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Kira.
2: Kira's gonna use her free action to also scream at Zack, weirdly enough. Uh, what does ability drain thing mean? For those of us who don't know.
1: The difference between ability ability drainer and ability damage is that you can't heal drain overnight by sleeping, but it's it's just exactly the same. And since you only have one, it's not gonna affect anything right now. It doesn't bring you down. You are still you are still the con-filled individual that you are.
2: Okay, excellent, because I did not see the numbers shift, and I was, cons- well, thrilled, but also concerned. Great, great. Just paste that fourth wall back together and uh, <laughs> attempt another chainsaw <laughs> swing. Oh, that's an 18 again. Oh, we don't have to do the thing on this one, so hopefully we'll, I'm going to roll again. That's That's a much more depressing 8, but 8 plus 14 is, come on.
1: 22.
0: 22. 2. Alright, that is a confirmed crit. I assume- Oh my god, I did it! Yay! I assume it was 18 on the die, right?
2: 18, oh yeah, 18 on the die, and then plus, yeah, plus 14. Oh my god, yay, okay, 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 okay. So I double the damage die, and then also double the modifier. I don't think I have enough d6 out, this is wonderful. Oh. Turn into Google for this one. All numbers go big. Such big numbers. Roll 6d6 plus 32. (laughs) Okay, we're waiting for Google to load.
3: Only thing it doesn't get doubled is precision damage, and I don't think a chainsaw does precision
1: damage. (laughs) Here is the definition of precision. (laughs) Yeah, it tells you multi
3: classes into (laughs) Rogue.
2: Delightful. What a great game. That's uh, 47 total. (laughs) A <laughs> couple, couple ones in there, Holy but I'll take crap. it. <laughs> All
0: right, well, that does get halved to 23. That's fair. But, um, yeah, that, that hurt the ghost. That hurt the ghost a lot. You don't have any more attacks, right?
2: I was going to say, wait, do I still okay. get to do it like two more times?
4: Definitely not mm-hmm. two more.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, with haste, you have three. Such a
2: great day. <laughs> Uh, That's not an 18, that's a 15, but 15 plus 12, 27, come on. That'll hit. Does that do math more good? It's just gonna be a regular 3d6, don't worry, Sam. That is what, seven plus 16, 23, half to what, 11?
0: Ghost is looking rough.
2: Okay, and then just one last time. I'm so sorry, ghost. Well, so sorry, Sam, I don't care about the ghost. Oh, and a seven. I got too cocky. Uh, fourteen to hit. Does fourteen work? It's too much. Pull it back. All right, that's that's okay. I feel I feel good about this. What a fun time! (laughs) Chainsaw crit. I love a chainsaw crit. I'm just gonna buy a chainsaw and walk around with it.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure there's open carry chainsaw laws in New York, right? For sure.
2: Yeah. Because what if you have to do construction or uh, rescue a child from a car? (laughs)
0: <laughs> it just sometimes you got to cut down the streetlights.
2: <laughs> They're real annoying. That's my turn. Yay! <laughs> All
0: right, Vargas, you're up. This thing looks bad.
3: Okay, Vargas uh, switches into his Grim Reaper t-shirt, and he is going to take his two regular swings at this thing. And if it's not down after that, he'll do his concentration check to hit it with a uh, rune, whatever that's called. Uh, First regular swing is a 2 on the die, so that's a miss. Second swing is a 19 on the die, plus 8 is a 27, so I'm assuming that hits. That will hit. All right. Only a 1 on the D8, though, so that is only 4 points of damage, halved to 2. I'm guessing it's still up after that.
0: Yeah, it is still up.
3: We got an 11 on the die for my cast defensively. That goes through. And then a 2 again, so he misses. Switching to a different d20. That is his turn.
0: Alright, so we're back around the wraith's turn. And as much as I would like to spread things out a little bit, uh, he knows where his Bread gets chainsawed.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Natural one! Oh, oh uh, no. My D6 of Condrain.
4: Oh, like Condrains himself.
0: Asher, you're up.
4: Alright, Asher drops the grapnel to the ground and will draw the light hammer. <laughs> Uh, As a swift action, he will smite evil on this thing. And we're going to have a smite hammer (laughs) to (laughs) him. Not awesome. Uh, 17 against regular AC.
0: Uh, 17 will not hit.
4: Great. Uh, And because he drew a weapon, he only gets one attack with haste. then. So, dope.
0: But the evil is thoroughly smoked.
4: It's you know and that's really what what kind of helps. Just the, just over here doing doing good stuff.
0: And Brixby is up.
1: All right coming into what, round two of haste. Brixby. Seeing that Kira is doing a lot of the heavy lifting and not wanting to waste any of his uh, consumables, is going to lower the wand and raise a hand and shoot out. Uh, dang old disrupt undead. That's an 18 on the die for a 25 against touch.
0: A 25 will hit touch.
1: And that's a 4 on the die for 4 points of damage.
0: 4 points of undead damage. That was a disrupt.
1: Undead
5: disruptive damage.
0: Consider him disrupted. He had 2 HP left. He doesn't get to do his 1d6 con drain ever again. As the wraith evaporates into the air and is gone. Yay. Leaving behind the slumped over pile of dust that was the corpse. We are out of initiative.
2: Good thing he wasn't actually a friend. We would feel real bad.
4: (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to roll an old religion on whatever the heck happened to us when we stepped into the room. Separate from the wraith, <laughs> just thought I'd roll a six for a 12.
0: It was a very, very weird vision. Sometimes.
2: That's another religion, right? We yeah. said <laughs> just now, I don't I'm saying it like I have anything to offer.
1: Yep, speaking of nothing, to offer a three off the die for a 13 isn't much to improve our knowledge of what happened to us. (laughs) Oh, wow, it's real chilly in here. Got the AC going.
0: Yeah, it was just a really weird thing, like some kind of, I don't know, latent undead effect. You're all fine, though.
3: Those of us that passed have been able to roll on it since we didn't actually experience it. Yeah, I mean, you... (laughs)
0: You experienced the visions, you just didn't fall down.
3: Does a 26 give us anything, then, on uh, what happened to us?
0: Yeah, with the 26, I think that you can tell that this was sort of just like a leftover burst of necromantic energy that was just kind of trapped in this room probably since this thing crashed here, and what you saw was basically the last moments of their lives as this thing crashed.
3: I think he'll say... That that vision we experienced, I think, you know, uh, nod down to the pile of dust. I think it was the memories of that creature and the other ones here. We saw what they saw right before they died. I felt it. The
5: terror and the jolt, the like, sickening
1: throw of... You see, like, Brixby look off into the distance for a second because he actually experienced it. It was probably horrifying, like, in terms of experiencing this sort of, like, para-death. But, yeah, better than us, I suppose. Then he rolls in that one to look around the room.
0: (laughs) Most of the stuff of interest in this room is amongst the the gear of this recently crumbled captain it looks like the red suit he was wearing was a very fine thing indeed he had some kind of strange gun holstered at his side there's also a weird headband that probably was on his head but his head is gone he had a a skill slot looks like implanted in his head that has survived his body ceasing to be Yeah, that's all you see.
1: Detect magic. Is anything magical?
0: I don't believe anything is magical.
1: All right, then Brixby tosses a 7 for a 20 knowledge engineering.
0: Okay, the gun you're looking at is a time-worn mind burner. Mind burner is a pistol with a dish-like ornament at the tip of its barrel. When this weapon is fired, a pulse of white smoke pools in the dish in an instant before a thin beam of white light lances out and strikes the target. The mind burner is silent when fired, but stray particles from the mind-altering beam can cause those nearby to catch unexpected scents associated with powerful memories. An odor of a bouquet of flowers given to one's first lover, the scent of a parent's perfume or sweat, or maybe even the odor of a favorite food that you haven't had in years. These fragmentary memories have no actual effect on those who experience them, but, you know, a little bit weird. On a successful hit, a mind-burner causes intense headaches that dull the senses and weaken willpower. Each hit deals non-lethal damage, but also imposes a penalty on perception checks and um, saving throws.
5: They stack.
1: Mm. Ooh, they stack, too. Crazy.
5: Yeah, this reminds me a bit of the the weapon the Geisman had. Um, just going to keep handing you armaments. Actually, I don't think any of us can use this.
4: Hmm, very interesting. You said the headband looked nice, but it's not magical?
0: Uh, it looks like a technological item. Ooh. Uh,
4: how about finally a good roll, chief an at 20 for a 31, Knowledge Engineering?
0: Let me ask you this. Do you touch it when you examine it?
4: Oh, absolutely.
0: Well, the instant you touch it, it starts playing in Androfen. This is the final report
5: of Salvage Module Chrysalis. Captain Yuri and Balako reporting.
0: Divinity is lost. The rest of the ship's crew is presumed dead or worse. The surviving crew of the Chrysalis and I are boarding a launch and will attempt an emergency landing. But without AI, AI control, the prospects of a safe landing are minimal. If secured an inhibitor facet, if I can install it into the Unity interface, it should be able to disable the AI security long enough for us to reclaim control and perhaps even signal for help from home. I'm boarding the launch now and we'll append further reports after our
4: successful landing. Gods protect us.
2: Ugh, heartbreaking. This is the
4: second time we've heard about divinity
0: and um yeah. since um Jeff did call that emergency landing that the mannequins were talking about, uh you do get your sky medal.
4: Hey. Nice.
5: Yes.
3: Also so that's interesting. So this ship, it sounds like landed after the uh, like it didn't crash at the same time as the other ships it sounds like cuz it sounded like a You said it was like, what did you say? Was it salvage? You said a rescue or what was it at the beginning?
0: The salvage module chrysalis.
3: Yeah. So that sounds like they came after the crash then and then also crashed or?
4: I don't know if they're connected, Hmm. honestly. Hard to say at this point. Yeah.
0: That headband that played that message, Asher was able to identify with his role as an envoy's mouthpiece. Originally worn by translators, messengers, and diplomats, these objects were always constructed to appear elegant and beautiful. An envoy's mouthpiece is a circlet worn across the mouth, with slender arms that reach along the jaw to wrap around the wearer's skull and hold the device in place. Two thin earpieces extend up from the band to slip unobtrusively into the user's ears once a mouthpiece is donned. When created, an envoy's mouthpiece is encoded with a single specific language. Whenever this language is spoken within 30 feet of the wearer, the mouthpiece translates that language into Androfen. In addition, any words spoken in Androfen by the wearer are transformed by the mouthpiece into the encoded language, allowing conversation to take place between the wearer and speakers of the encoded language. An envoy's mouthpiece cannot be used to translate languages other than the one it was programmed to translate, but a newly created mouthpiece could, in theory, translate languages into something other than Androfen. That's cool. It automatically records any words spoken into it, allowing anything said into the device to be replayed through its earpiece with a touch of a button on the lower right side. It can hold up to 30 continuous hours.
4: So could you please play back for us all 30 hours stored on the device? Mm-hmm. We'll
5: wait.
0: <laughs> it only has the one message. It seems that he wiped it before he recorded that one. Holding wow. the button for six seconds wipes it.
4: Okay. I don't know. It's a really good role, so like maybe I could. Maybe he didn't empty the recycle bin. I don't know. It was it was kind of a stressful situation, and also it imparts a big old bonus to all kinds of cool stuff.
0: No, it only does the translation thing, so it's not super useful.
1: Well, does it take up a slot?
0: Headband slot, even though it goes around your face whack
4: uh super whack greed uh definite whack situation was that roll high enough or is there some way of interacting to know what the language is that's encoded
0: yeah paizo doesn't provide that i'm gonna say that it's a language so alien that it's not even pathfinder canon wow whatever it (laughs) speaks into it
1: it's esperanto
4: (laughs) it is uh it is welsh (laughs) No, uh,
0: <laughs> let's not go that far
4: as tempting as it is to to try and put it on and speak and draw fun to see what comes out and make somebody roll a linguistics check to identify the language I don't know it, it seems highly unsanitary and uh, not going to do it is the red suit also a technological item?
0: oh it is why don't you roll on that bad boy
4: Why don't you roll on that bad boy, Zach? Uh, say 13 total for me.
1: Uh, not much better. It's only a 19 from Brixby.
0: You are looking at a red scatterlight suit. A scatterlight suit is a tight, form-fitting suit of highly reflective polymers and synthetic metal fibers. It's designed to reflect beam weapon attacks and provides only minimal protection against physical damage. Activating a scatterlight suit is a standard action. Once activated... This suit diffuses and blurs light reflected on its surface, making the wearer appear hazy and indistinct. While active, a scatterlight suit increases the wearer's touch AC by an amount according to the grade of the armor. This bonus is an armor bonus, but does not increase the wearer's normal or flat-footed AC beyond its baseline addition of plus one. It only applies to touch AC to attacks made by beam weapons and rays, not other touch attacks.
1: What's the bonus?
0: On a red one, plus six. Wow. (laughs) Wow.
4: Should we take our time to thoroughly search this room and the other rooms of this place before we leave? I don't know that we'd want to come back a second time.
1: Yeah, maybe we like take 20 on the whole darn place since we're assumedly out of danger unless the tube skeletons want to make themselves known.
0: Are you taking 20? Yes. Um, and are you, like, turning the whole place over? Are you taking 20 in this room specifically, or...?
1: I believe the whole place, but we're going to... Uh, I don't want to speak for everyone, but we're going to exercise do care around the spooky tubes.
0: What does due do care consist of?
1: Do care involves being armed perhaps everyone like armed and in kill formation um around them as we touch them and i mean i wasn't gonna touch them at all
2: i was gonna say maybe we don't touch yeah
1: yeah not touch just look eye touch you know a good eye touch that's ocular eye Mm -hmm. (laughs) e-y-e yep
0: just a bricks touch just yeah it's
2: like no we just okay get it got it
1: (laughs) Just a good ocular pat-down. Sure, makes sense.
2: <laughs> I get that one. I know that one.
0: Taking 20 and taking a good long time to scour this place, you find that the the most interesting remaining thing actually was already on you, stuffed in an interior pocket of the red scatterlight suit, is this weird little crystal thing that lo- looks like a little... To use modern terms, a little crystal USB stick.
3: Does it look like something that could go in one of those brain slots?
0: No, it looks like it plugs into some very specific slot.
1: And we didn't see the slot anywhere here, perhaps?
0: Right, you haven't seen the slot for this plug. Probably like a Mac kind of deal or something. Always need that dongle life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the zip drive. You're just like, oh god, what do I do with this? <laughs> well, interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone does. Anyone don the scatterlight suit right now? It's. I mean, I might be the only unarmored individual in our party, and that that would be a very specific, like, situation. I'd put that bad boy on. Dude, you would look
4: so dope with the V mod <laughs> and the red scatterlight suit. <laughs> no. hovering on your disk. <laughs>
3: Yeah, anything with somatic, it's got. Is it a 5% or five. a 10%? 5%. Oh,
1: yeah, it's totally. I mean, a like one in 20 chance to fail. Who would like those odds? Huh? Ooh. You know, we should probably identify that dongle, eh? <laughs> Let's
2: ID that dongle. I don't
3: know, what would that be engineering?
2: Is it an intimidation check for that one?
0: Uh, it's, it's engineering
4: dongle-geneering. Asher has no idea.
1: Or if you have lore dongle, um, I believe you can roll on it. That's only a 22 from Brixbow.
0: Yeah, 22's not gonna do it. You don't know what this thing is.
4: Asher rolled a natural one for a 12. Maybe maybe Vargas has heard Kelad tales about this.
3: 21. No. You're stumped. Well, uh... He looks he goes, it's a rock, and he just throws it <laughs> away. I can uh, <laughs> always
5: cast that spell that we used earlier uh, when I have some
1: time to rest. I mean, I theoretically could do it right now, but uh, it's game time.
4: And that was everything. We tossed every room and only found something in a pocket. Yeah,
1: unless you want to,
0: uh, um touch any tubes.
1: Uh, I think we learned about the tube touch.
3: One of those skeletons has like an iPad in there with a <laughs>
1: <laughs> with a slot for this thing. I'm pretty sure we're avoiding any tube touchies.
3: Yeah, the last one of those had Connor in it. One of these might have Connor in it too. <laughs> oh, we no. can't deal yeah. with that again.
0: Might as well touch the tube, see if Connor's there. Maybe they're teleporters.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah you know what? We'll send in our scout slash sconce to figure it out. We we'll just plant some silex on them.
3: We
4: found it and immediately used it.
3: Yeah, I we got two pieces. We we could do that. Just sift through the rubble for their loot.
1: Well, two after we blow this whole place up. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, it, we would save one, right? kind of half want to do that. Now. Just oh put
3: Silex on I it, know. go outside, blow it up, and I mean, to be fair, it would be in.
1: decidedly on brand of us to just blow
3: this place
1: up
4: as we leave. <laughs> That's true. We could identify a weak point structurally and just punch <laughs> it and hit it with a great sword.
3: Oh, I didn't mean blow up the entire thing. I just mean Silex the tube so we don't have to fight the things in him and still get the loot. <laughs> Ooh.
4: Given the condition of this thing, of this whole little salvage craft, I think
1: it would just collapse.
3: Probably.
2: I do have a solid 30 minutes left on this chainsaw. I mean,
1: we could pick a fight with the tube skeletons. I just really wonder if it is worth it. Almost certainly not, but
4: we're going to hate when we come across a locked door underneath Scrap Masters Arena and the key card to open it is at the bottom of this tube. I'm like,
2: ugh. Sam looks a little too excited that we're considering this. It makes me nervous.
0: I don't look like anything. I don't know what you're talking about.
4: It's true. Mm-hmm. It's very nondescript.
3: Like, as much as I, the player, want to uh, kill these things and get their loot, yeah, no, Vargas is not going to go opening tubes with skeletons in them. Yeah.
4: Yeah, like, it's a sacred duty for me to learn and explore, but I don't think that means, like, so I stick my head in every sharp object. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I would like to think in particular, like, Briggs is pretty shaken from what happened in the cockpit. And that was, I mean, incredibly tight quarters to be fighting something that literally drained Kira's vitality. I would say that I am... Winds out of my sails a little bit on that one.
0: If only it had landed more than one attack.
1: Oh my god, I'm so glad it didn't.
4: With it being destroyed, I know it's kind of hard to hear over the chainsaw, but... Do we notice any change in the androphan warning chance?
0: I think there's probably been a decrease in volume and frequency, but um, they're still present.
1: Cool. Yeah, oh, man. It's like, do they need us to kill the tube skeletons to chill? Will they ever chill? Maybe.
0: So we are vacating the uh, haunted wreck?
1: The Ghost Haunted
4: Canyon. The, as far as we could tell with the heavy fog the only place we could go is to that wreck. It's not like we chose not to finish exploring it.
0: right it was just like a empty like slowly narrowing valley that you know eventually dumped you off at the wreck kind of at the end of the road.
2: Can we maybe hang up a sign that's like do, do not touch?
4: Touch. I think. I was say it. Just Kira's like, <laughs> Kira gets a sticky note out. If you're and a says, bad guy do not touch. Writes on it and then goes to place it on the tube. Roll for oh, initiative.
2: No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've I've thought about all of these things. She could, she could <laughs> blow it over there. She could blow it <laughs> over there. Yeah, just, she would be standing close, but just... Use the chainsaw as a fan. (laughs) Really get that rotor going.
0: So to be clear, are you sticking a note to the tubes?
1: No. Stop going back to the map. (laughs) We are not going to fight your tube skeletons. I'm going to
0: keep dragging you back to the map until you
1: fight the tube skeletons.
4: Don't worry, when everyone's asleep, Asher is going to take that (laughs) chainsaw. I was going to say. And he's going to 1v1 tube skeletons.
1: No, they're just going to, yeah, or they're going to wait for us to fall asleep and attack us like everything else. Yeah, I was
0: going (laughs) to say, once you guys go to sleep, this chapel is filling up with tube skeletons. I don't know what you're talking
1: (laughs) about. So I guess when we get back to the chapel, she's not kidnapped, so that's good.
0: Yeah, nothing gives you any trouble, and you can fast travel your way back to the Clockwork Chapel. And, um, Dinvaya is there, looking, you know, not worse for wear anymore, and geared up in her backup gear.
4: Dinvaya, good to see you up and about. Before I forget, given we provide you the materials, would you be able to prepare a Masterwork transformation tomorrow to enhance my armament?
0: Uh, I don't see why not. I suppose we've forgotten to do that
5: several times, haven't we? Excellent. Since we're hitting you up for stuff, I found this in a ship. Holds up the dongle. Do you know what it is?
2: Also, did you know about the ship?
5: I
0: don't think I knew about the ship, but, um, should look at the dongle, do a knowledge dongle. She's got a pretty good bonus. That's a natural 20.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Now, I will tell you, behind the curtain, she needed an 18 on the die in order to identify this item. wow. Because this is a technological artifact.
1: What? Yay.
0: You're looking at a memory facet. Memory facet is a length of crystal about the size of a human thumb that's adorned at one end with a metal cap fitted with prongs and plugs. crystal's interior contains sparkling veins of glittering light. The memory facet is a high-capacity storage device capable of containing a staggering amount of information. These devices were rare and difficult to craft, even in the time before the reign of stars, wherever they came from. To use a memory facet, one needs to insert the crystal connectors into an appropriate slot in a core processor of a robot or an extremely advanced or powerful machine. The core processor robot can hold as many memory facets as it has available slots, but at any one time it can only benefit from a maximum number of facets equal to its CR divided by four.
1: So Brixby sticks it in the junk golem. I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid it's not sufficiently advanced. Each memory facet contains a unique combination of emotions, knowledge, traits, and personality quirks designed to enhance and bolster an artificial intelligence's capabilities. Oh, crazy. In rare cases, destructive memory facets were created. Items intended to disable or damage an AI in case of emergency. You are holding one such device, as the recording from Yurian Volako said. It is an inhibitor facet. It's not intended to augment an AI at all, but rather to hinder and impair its functionality when installed. It reduces an AI's charisma by four and imposes a minus four penalty on most checks.
1: I don't love that this is designed for us to fight an AI, Sam.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. It's just, you know, it's an inhibitor facet. Urian Valakko needed it.
1: Hmm
3: so if hellion ends up being a robot we stick it in him otherwise we take this back to torch and we get ourselves beyond as a party member right yay she's not a robot <laughs> though
0: androids are not no, they're not ais they're they're,
3: they're artificial not. and they're intelligent how are they not ais
2: because they have <laughs> souls do they that's okay that that's i'll read up about that later it's weird
1: So there's a bunch of, like, androids lining up at the boneyard to go to, like, I don't know, some GameStop trade-in in in the sky or wherever they go when they're dead? Oh,
2: my
0: God. I mean, getting into the deep lore of androids from the back matter (laughs) in this very AP, what happens is an android's body is basically a host for a soul. And a soul will come in and inhabit the android and have an entire life. And then the android will do, like, a hard reset. The soul passes to the boneyard or whatever, and a new soul takes the body.
1: Interesting, that's cool.
2: What happens to the old soul?
0: It's like a dead person. It lived its life, it goes to the boneyard. Just
2: chills in the boneyard.
1: It's like a really complicated hermit crab. Yes. (laughs) Indeed, okay. So there's
4: a lost AI that the captain referred to as divinity and there is on these screens something that calls itself a god sure makes me wonder if this ship was trying to come and capture or stop helion and like if so then it has been there for thousands of years
1: and only recently became activated like what is going on yeah this is this is interesting this definitely tracks for like what we've seen Hellion do Which is interesting because I didn't even think about this in the parameters of what he could be, but like it's super plausible he's an AI, right? Because he only shows up on screens.
3: Yeah. And he uses like (laughs) iStockPhoto.com images
1: of like
3: devils. (laughs) Like Like, I know we had talked before about maybe like a robot or an android, but AI does actually make more sense than that. Totally.
2: Yeah. What are the parameters for an AI? I mean, I guess this is maybe a. Machine learning discussion, but I'm wondering what the parameters for an AI are within this game. Never. I don't know enough about it to say, but like, it feels like we weren't given this thing on accident. This is like a, a Chekhov's crystal light <laughs> stick situation.
4: Crystal and this dude just had it in his like jacket pocket. Yeah, that's.
2: Which doesn't seem like a good place to write. So if they really did come to this planet to stop this false god AI thing, I feel like you should put it in some sort of box.
4: Well, it would have came with a carrying case, but that was like thirty extra GP. <laughs>
3: Even the original name makes sense, divinity, and yeah, that's why no. now that he's renamed himself Hellion, he thinks he's a god. Because, yeah, oh. yeah, that's
1: that is super interesting. But it would it would totally track in terms of something. Yeah. I mean, we have had people say that they've seen Hellion, but I don't think. Any of the people that have said that they've seen Hellion have said that they've seen him off screen, right?
3: Well, no. Kolgara said she saw Hellion and he didn't look like she expected was all she said. She didn't tell us what
2: she actually saw. Interesting. She's like pretty clear. She's like, I've seen him. We asked, have you seen him off screen? And she was like, yes, I've seen him. And we said, what does it look like? And she was like, like nothing I can describe, which sounds fake, but nondescript enough.
4: Zeros and
3: ones. Yeah, because if he's something like master control program looking thing, like <laughs> you wouldn't be able to sub- describe that. Like a medieval orc wouldn't know what the heck they were looking at. Yeah, you know? but
1: like when we first saw him, he didn't ask us to identify any buses or traffic lights. Oh, that's true. I, that's I true. just <laughs> not one bus. <laughs> if you truly are adventurers, <laughs> click all the squares featuring yeah. cars. Which of
3: these is a fire
1: hydrant? <laughs> I am almighty, all-knowing, except for... And I will not let you go until you pick this red
3: mailbox that I am convinced is a fire hydrant.
4: <laughs> I am thinking of a five-letter word. You have six chances. Oh, no. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Whoa.
0: Hellion would totally be absurdal were he in. AI word game.
1: Okay, so this isn't confirmed yet, but like, and this is a little meta too, but usually in book two, like some of the plot cracks open, right? So like, oh my God, is it an AI? Like that would be so nuts that I didn't even think about, uh, I mean, I don't know. That that
3: leads more credence to, because I said earlier that I can't imagine we beat heli in this book and this would explain how he would be able to leave if he's just an ai you know what i mean he could just be in more than one totally. place because there's multiple crashed ships all over numeria he can probably move through them well maybe yeah
4: the reason that he might need all this power is so that he could leave and transmit Absolutely. himself or something
2: Oh, yeah, to like, All he needs ships. it to like
3: connect himself to the rest of the network or whatever. Yeah, you know, the
4: mainframe that runs through the core of Galarian.
2: I'm going to play Mass Effect tonight.
3: He's trying to build a giant 5 fi
4: <laughs> I am Starlink.
3: <laughs>
4: you may call me Elon. Oh, if you rearrange the letters,
1: I'm hellion. <laughs>
3: That's what the end of Hellion is from. It's hell Wow. for
1: us. Wow. Wow.
4: And Sam's just laughing because we're so wrong.
1: I know, I'm sure we're totally wrong, but I mean, also, like...
0: So I think, um, you know, you're back at the Clockwork Chapel. Ninvaya's okay. You still got a hostage uh, shoved in a closet there. As we do. You've got an artifact... And, um I'm going to bed. Oh. Uh,
5: good night Sam. <laughs> night
1: Sam. Good night Sam. Night, good night Sam. Good night hostage hard against the machine.
0: Against the Machine Hot Against the Machine is property of its creators, always preserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods adventure path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at Paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect lessons and information.
1: I mean, the Mansons were family, too. I mean, let's be real. I'm maybe a little too dark. Let's cut that one out. Anywho. That <laughs> <He
3: did. laughs> <laughs> uh, does not have knowledge engineering. You lost it? Oh, wait. Yes, he does. <laughs> I did when did I, I take oxygen know, rolling the checks for a while. Like a okay, or does, or does know. have knowledge you've
4: lied so many times on guess... this
1: show <laughs> <laughs> I know I was gonna say No.
4: you mentioned it getting cold my only thought is if we spend enough time here and it gets later in the day are we thinking this place is in danger of like fortitude save level
1: cold or just uncomfortable oh man this isn't rain of winter
0: <laughs> no, no I mean kidding. you're you're talking it's like 35 <laughs> degrees so it, it's uncomfortable but I was like, 35 you'll be okay I...
1: spoken like a true new yorker too yeah. <laughs> just like it's just a casual 35 degrees yeah. you're totally fine it's
0: 35 is t-shirt weather.
1: yep just put on a light over shirt you're fine with my flip-flops honey it's
3: 35
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> also like 90% of our healing is still coming from consumables so that's not a nice thing to call denvaya We don't really need to get into <laughs> wow. unnecessary fights. Also, yeah. Wow,
0: poor Denvia.
4: Asher hasn't used a single lay on hands <laughs> yet today, <laughs> and he won't use one on you now. Mmm. are like to lay off hands. Boom.